Tatiana. My name is Brian. And today we are talking about XR. That's XR. our fourth episode, fourth right? Yeah. Fourth episode. So today. what is XR? XR is extended reality, mm -hmm. and it includes virtual reality, mixed reality, and augmented reality. So augmented reality, I think a lot of people heard about Pokemon Go. So that's the example of augmented reality where you overlay something created by a computer or like some design on top of the real world. Mixed reality is when you're merging the real world and virtual world. So you, where you can actually, how to say. It's kind of like the, the digital content can interact with the world. Yeah. So like, you know, you have virtual balls bouncing, you have characters moving around and hiding yeah. behind people. And you can actually work with some of the objects, move, not even move them or feel sometimes, yeah. I think, with some haptics. And, yeah. Yeah. And virtual reality is basically a simulated experience in 3D world where you need to use uh, kind of headsets, virtual yeah. headsets, in order to experience it. So it doesn't have any anything with the real world. Yeah. It's purely virtual. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Do you want to dive into the history of when this all started? Or... <laughs> no, I... That's a very good question because I'm actually not sure myself. I thought you'd, you'd search it up. Yeah, I think it's just like the only bits I found is so the in 20th century, there was some experience theater that's connected to like the virtual reality history. Right. Um, so it was in 1950s. And it was kind of like a prototype, which will include all the senses. Um, and it's kind of like on screen activity. But after that, in 1962, the, there was Project Sensorama. And the short films were displayed um, to engage the multiple senses, sight, sound, smell, and touch. Uh, but I think some of the examples, even like in the early stage some of them they were very heavy so they they were attached to the ceiling and you would just come under that like that headset and in order to experience it but i think i would be really cautious to do that what if it, if it's so heavy it's just like what if it'll fall or something <laughs> so yeah and i think a lot of interest to vr in 70s and 90s was for medical, flight simulation, uh, automobile industry, and military. So as soon as those kind of like main industries came up to the stage, there was more funding for that. Mm -hmm. So, and it kind of spurred the, oh, how, what was the right word <laughs> to use that? I don't know, um, great innovation. Yeah, and, and it actually moved to the entertainment and gaming mm. later on. But I think, yeah, all of us heard about the Ready Player One. It's the the best example mm -hmm. where you can actually see in the movie how they used it. Uh, but I think it's still not. There are still some issues with the motion sickness. Maybe it's better now, but I think some yeah. people they still have it. Uh, oh, for sure. I, I guess virtual reality. I mean, XR in general is a very recent field. It's only you know recently where. You know, computers have gotten fast enough that they can simulate 3D environments and fully immersive. I think it's not not even that long ago where we managed to create 3D environments in computers to begin with on a flat screen. 
let alone like an immersive display. Um, so yeah, there's probably not that much history behind it just yet. Yeah, but I think but... it was just like right now the Oculus Rift, the main like magic whip. So yeah, those are the main ones. But there's so many other competitors to it, like HTC's got one, Pico, what else? N N Gear and um, yeah. And something. <laughs> uh, there's a Chinese company that's also building something. So yeah, there's just so there's so much more focus in this area nowadays. Mm -hmm. Everyone's trying to build their own, you know, Snapchat, Facebook, etc. Even Niantic is building their own goggles. So yeah, and I think just like apart from the um, right now, there's some interest as well, not only to the like virtual reality plus augmented reality. So but they uh, built the headset, which will have both. So you can actually turn on and off. So if you need the virtual reality, you will have only like the virtual world. And after it's just like you can turn it off and you can see the real world and interact yeah. with that with some additional bits uh, from, yeah, like overlay uh, of the virtual. Yeah, it's like those live feed cameras. So it's not actually see-through, but they just repeat the, the camera feed inside the visor, which is an interesting approach. So you can have both. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and I think a lot of news were connected to the Apple AR glasses. The rumored Apple AR glasses. Yeah. But I think it's just like at some point I even saw the content lenses. So that's more to augmented reality. Mm -hmm. uh, but they look a bit futuristic-ish. <laughs> it's scary. So it's basically a contact lens, but it's very, it still need a lot of development. And it will not show a lot on the screen over there, but mm -hmm. it's basically you can put the contact lens in your eye and see some additional information as overlay of the on the real world. But it's, right now it's probably just like a text or something, but it's still in development. But the first contact lens display was patented in 1999 by Steve Mann. Yeah, so it's kind of like some time ago already and yeah. it's still in development i think it's tricky because you need to have like battery on some things work but to put it in contact lens so you will be able to put it in your eye as well so it's very tiny uh, but it should be functional so mm. that's probably the reason why it takes so long yeah i mean even apple apple's glasses was rumored to have to to support the the glass the battery they had they had like an accompanying waist waistband or something or some mm. kind of accessory they put around your waist and it was supposed to connect to the glasses and keep it charged so battery is a big thing for a lot of these devices that are coming out yeah uh, yeah i think we've talked a lot about hardware but sort of what kind of applications are you seeing nowadays uh, where we can use xr so entertainment is the first one it's just like a lot of people saw that like metaverse related projects used used vr augmented reality as well yeah i think we're all familiar with the name beat saber at least that was quite popular mm -hmm. a while ago i think recently there was a new one that became what was it gorilla gorilla apes or some kind of social media based on gorillas uh, for some reason it got viral over christmas uh, and yeah we're seeing a lot more interesting applications come out of it on the entertainment side but even outside of entertainment um, uh education yep another one education training so kind of uh, sometimes it's easy to show 
all the kids and students how it look in the virtual reality role and just to try to draw in like on the pictures because mm -hmm. they can actually interact with some bits like in chemistry you can actually do some bits in vr uh, and see the reaction over there without injuries or anything mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah or just like travel to rome and see how coliseum looked like yeah. early in the days so yeah that actually i would love to <laughs> Yeah, I would love to try that. It just sounds fun. I mean, let's, you know, give it a few more years and we'll be able to see something like that come around for sure. Because I think a lot of countries are trying to, starting to see the potential in using it for things like tourism. I think they, maybe not the Coliseum, but in parts, certain parts of Greece, they're experimenting with yeah. and recreating uh, some of the old ruins and allowing you to see what it was like in the past, things like that. Yeah. As well, like training, even military training and pilots training. So because it started like even in the nineties before for like yeah. flight simulation, so it still keep keeps going. And I think in order to reduce like some CO two emissions right now, some of the airlines they use the uh, VR flight trainings mm -hmm. in order to like to reduce the amount of yeah. times you are sending the airplane into the air. Sorry. That's true. And yeah, there's an interesting case or talk I, I watched from AWE about last, last year at some point. Yeah, it was talking about how they were using augmented reality to help train fighter jet pilots. Mm -hmm. So fighter jet pilots, because, you know, you don't really get a lot of live combat experience because it's obviously dangerous and you don't actually do very much of it. So they actually created a program that allowed you to simulate dogfighting in the air so they are actually flying the real planes but they don't they're fighting virtual uh, fighter planes around and they kind of like yeah simulate the whole experience chasing each other around shooting missiles and all that stuff and you're kind of getting almost real life uh, training experience without actually having the risk you know to risk your life or anything so that was a really interesting yeah. application to see in military I think another application is architecture and urban design. So it's basically kind of even if the project is still not finished, you can visualize it using augmented reality, how it could look like here and um, what could be not even the measurements, but yeah. yeah. And I think for like not architecture, but like building, I think we saw a lot of some of the examples of augmented reality where you can overlay some information about pipes anything yeah. additional you can't see with the naked eye while you're building so you will not ruin it mm -hmm. yeah so it kind of gives the architects a like, holistic view of the entire thing i guess a nice way to see it from a consumer point of view is you know ikea ikea and their ar app you can kind of just try things in your own home and mm -hmm. that way it's kind of like visualizing how things look like before you actually you know commit to purchasing it so it's like you know it helps you to try before you buy kind of thing yeah manufacturing industrial manufacturing so basically when you're kind of instead of having this paper manuals you will have some virtual manuals if you're mm -hmm. building something up like a machine or something and yeah. or if you're trying to maintain some bits there could be some information displayed where where's the issue so you can actually repair it without wasting a lot of time I think this is kind of like what Microsoft is focused a lot on, this enterprise training type AR. That's what their HoloLens is kind of currently targeting. 
<clears throat> the idea is that you can, you know, uh, for the people on the field, you can quite easily dial into someone in the office and they can just, you know, guide mm -hmm. someone through through the screen without actually having to fly anyone over. Because it can be very expensive to, you know, transport a lot of these experts to factories on the ground. And yeah, we're seeing a lot of that uh, in the factories now. Mm -hmm. So that's really interesting. So it's actually a, all around us these days. Yeah. We just don't see it as often, or maybe we don't appreciate it. Yeah, or even like the most popular probably would be commerce, just like the marketing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of examples where you just like looking at your cereal package, like for your breakfast, and you can actually have a mini game over there. So it's part of marketing. Mm -hmm. Or like Shopify in 2018, they had some, what was that? The, um, uh, AR quick look integration so you oh, can yeah. upload 3D models in augmented reality and see them around. IKEA did the same so you can actually see the chair in your room before buying it so yeah. uh, that's kind of useful. Mm -hmm. For sure and I think uh, you know going back to the consumer side of things the the things we don't appreciate uh, where AR is a lot more prevalent in is things like facial tracking filters you know filters are technically augmented reality as well i think there was a recent well study last year and it says about in at least in the states about 70 percent of the population is or the younger population is already you know, regularly using augmented reality features on a daily basis and that includes things like filters instagram snapchat things like that yeah it's it's something that's quickly becoming a normal part of everyday life yeah, I think there are some as well. Uh, uh, some people mentioned that there there were emergency management, so like rescue things. If uh, there was a hurricane and uh, all the houses in ruins right now, you need some information where it used to be, maybe mm -hmm. so to quickly repair it. Or okay. so it could be very useful oh, and to sure. save some lives. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to talk problems? The, the issue is still pretty much hardware, I'm guessing. We've made a lot of advancements, but it's still not perfectly natural to view AR. Yeah. So a lot of the AR advancements, they're either too expensive in the case of HoloLens, which is works great on the factory floor, but not, not quite consumer ready yet. There are lots of companies trying to make it consumer ready, but it's not quite there yet. But the most commonly used AR, like filters and stuff like that, it's always seen through the phone screen. Yeah, it works. already using it. It works well, but the thing about that kind of AR is it's not as shareable as you might think. So it's not mm -hmm. quite, you know, you if you're, you know, overlaying something on someone's face and it's not something that he can see himself or, you know, people around mm -hmm. can easily see unless they go behind your phone or something like that. So I feel like there's still a ways to go with that. But I think AR right now, in terms of AR, uh, it's mostly like mobile right now. It's for like TikTok, Instagram. It's basically like filter mode yeah. and VR games, uh, metaverse experiences mm -hmm. in terms of entertainment. And I'm, I'm guessing it's also a matter of skill, technical skill to engage with a lot of these, like the, the filters and everything. You kind of need to know quite a bit of technical know-how. It's not quite user-friendly yet. Even developers have a hard time because the technology is, how do you say, um, not quite accessible yet. It's a lot of them are developed by single entities and they are not sharing a lot of their trades. So it's always behind some kind of, it's either 
platform lock, so lock the specific platform like Snapchat, Instagram, etc. Or it's a very expensive solution. I think there's a lot of commercial AR software kits, but mm -hmm. they're fairly expensive and you can't afford them unless you are, you know, a company earning yeah. revenue. Uh, it's not it's not something a hobbyist would do basically yeah so it's i think this is still inhibiting the innovation and what we can do in the space and all the other kind of apps that we could create i think another issue is privacy concern because like if you have if you're using xr you can be tracked more easily or like what was it even like you're ready player one it's just like your eye movement in the headset is just like where you're looking so it's yeah kind of getting closer and closer off on the level of like what are you thinking <laughs> without even realizing and it will be tracked and yeah so yeah i think that's what a lot of people are concerned about with facebook and their oculus headset you know do you really want facebook to have access to your eye movements <laughs> and mm -hmm. everything like that because they are just gonna You'll understand more about you, build a profile, show you ads and whatever. Yeah. yeah. Big brother tracking. That's such a big issue. Not sure how that's going to be solved at the moment. I think it's something that people will end up learning to live with just for the convenience of the features. Because it'll take, I think it'll still take a while longer before we can create anything that's really secure. Uh, that can be, you know, executed really securely. One example I found that about reality modification issues. There was a paper, Death by Pokemon Go. Mm -hmm. So basically the researchers, they claimed that the game cost increase in amount of crashes and personal injuries. And the amount of like cost of those crashes and fatalities was between two and seven and three billion wow. for the same period. So it's quite, high and it's just like i haven't seen that before uh, and now i'm just like seeing that it's it's just a game but at the same time you need to be uh when you're making a game you need to be very careful uh where you putting this like pockets mm -hmm. stops that was the main issue due to the car crashes and injuries because people are just flooding around those pocket stops and yeah yeah i think it's just a responsibility as a developer make sure you know what they're building is safe and also you know not not to put all the blame on the developers but as a consumer yourself you should still be careful yeah <laughs> especially you when be. you're doing something you know running around in the streets i've seen my fair share of very reckless people chasing after their rare pokemon it can be a quite obsessive thing some people are really obsessed with it and they really want to do it but yeah it can be the stuff they do is pretty dangerous and i think you know, with, with hardware improvements, hopefully, I think something like the glass could help with that, you know, if glass has become a normal thing, because it doesn't take your concentration away from your yeah, surroundings. Yeah, looking at the phone and just like walking without yeah, looking. Yeah, the phone is like a tiny screen, you kind of look at it, and it's so easy to get distracted. Or lenses. Or lenses, yeah, contact lenses. That's so scary. Yeah. yeah. Don't know if you want to go there. Oh, no. Would you... Maybe Elon Musk with the... Neuralink. Neuralink. It will be even quicker than the lenses development. So, who knows? You know, technology can go either way. We're gonna get either lenses, Neuralink, or glasses. Another issue I found for like mainly for the augmented reality is the property law. So basically, there is still some issues that is undefined. That if you're overlaying something on the location, location of mm. augmented reality, if you're putting it 
the on the real property so there are some property rights property. you can't infringe and yeah it's i think even like with pokemon go there was some some of the people they property owners they were not really happy when someone is just like walking around and just yeah it's <laughs> so you yeah. need to take this into account as well merging the reality and the virtual mm. uh understand where it's okay to put that or not so probably like touristy place that will be okay because there are already a lot of people and it's uh not the private properties that yeah yeah that's true but i guess even in touristy places depending on what you're doing you know some some countries some cities they have very strict restrictions about what you can i don't know advertise or sell you know you can't just set up a random stall in the middle of oxford street for example and i think even the us is particularly strict about it so creating virtual sort of installations on top mm -hmm. of any part of area that could depending on which country you're in it could also have you know, some kind of infringement with property rights, just like you mentioned, yeah. So yeah, it's again a whole whole world where the legal side hasn't quite caught up to technology and we're blazing ahead. <laughs> yeah, it remains to be seen how that's going to play out. Um, that's a problem. Just wanted to mention about some of like acquisitions, important acquisitions, oh, yeah. but like Meta is by Luxil, Luxil stuff? Oh my god, it's really Luxel Cell. Okay, what did they do? <laughs> so it develops AR enabled corrective lenses. Oh, okay. So they they are focusing AR, AR as well. Yeah. And Apple said that they um, have acquired lens design specialist Leanback. So, as well, lens designers. But it's interesting that the meta is kind of like buying something with AR related. Mm -hmm. I thought they were just like focusing only VR, VR. But yeah, I think we need to move to the future. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your predictions? My predictions, let's see. Well, there's a lot of AR glasses coming out, so I think we're definitely going to see more innovation in this space. I think there's, I was speaking to someone who was interviewing for a startup based in London, and they're trying to make it easier for people to build apps for wearables. So like, Oculus, Pico, and here, all the different variants, trying to create a common SDK for that. And that, I think, will help drive more innovation for like developers to build more apps for it. Because right now, you know, let's face it, building an app is a lot more profitable than building anything for any kind of glass because you don't, you just don't have any kind of reach at the moment. And it's very difficult to get started. But I think as these tools mature, we'll start to see more of that. Let me try and think. In terms of consumer AR, oh yeah, I like hmm? oh, yeah, or VR, yeah. I think well, VR is still a ways to go. I'm not quite convinced with the whole VR thing just yet. I'm not quite ready for a world of matrix. You know, living in the matrix. So let's see. Um, AR. I think we're gonna start to see more location-based experience. So there was this experiment by Gorillas in London not too long ago. I think it was December where they, you know, had, when they had the preview of their album, they, you know, played, they had a little kind of mini concert or something. I guess it's not quite a concert, but sure, you can watch it in Piccadilly Circus, mm. I believe, where they had, like, the characters from Gorillaz, you know, playing, the, standing on the buildings and playing the song and everything. So that's cool. And I think 
that was an experiment by them and hopefully we'll see more of that happening this year in the far future i don't know how long will it take for ar to take root i think it takes i'll say in my mind probably another three to five years before we see mm. you know glasses and everything becoming commonplace and yeah and maybe more vr as well becoming a, a normal thing whether you're you know, working remotely for a company in a virtual space, which is going to be interesting. Yeah, maybe we'll see more. It's kind of like we'll be make easier to collaborate oh, yeah. uh, without leaving your home. So you we'll can actually see that not on the desktop, but it will be more organic. And yeah, yeah, I think I agree with that. And I think the AR has the potential to move forward because uh, from the events we've uh, managed to go to, <laughs> Like in the past years, I heard a lot that the AR might be a future, even mm. though the VR has the potential as well for specific bits, because you can't really do some bits in AR, but at the same time, you can't do everything in VR. There are some good things for AR, there are some good things for VR, and it's just, we need to find a way how to merge it all together and just go from there and back. I think uh, improvements in the XR development will help Metaverse as well, the hot topic mm -hmm. of the last year. So yeah, I think a lot of the Metaverse spaces try and promote themselves as some you know fully immersive thing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and I think right now, just like a lot of brands are trying to use AR, VR, AR as well, just like they're trying to put something on the building, some mm -hmm. and some dots. And, but yeah, that probably will be for marketing use. More it's just attention grabbing. People are getting... There's a phenomenon called banner blindness these days where people are so used to seeing adverts, yeah. they just scroll past it because yeah. they're so used to it. So they need something new to catch attention. Or maybe like yeah. a, more like a gamified experience. Yep. Yeah. XR, I think, is a feature. But yeah, oh. I think... Running out of time again. Yeah, right <laughs> yeah. Running out of time. We're trying to keep the episode short, but we just keep going. Hopefully in the future, when we have the guests, we'll be a little bit more structured and concise now it's kind of so the yeah. first episodes we're exploring the topic and just yeah. it's yeah. just a summary of like last yeah. last year exactly okay from yeah. but yeah from now on we'll be doing a lot more stuff in depth and yeah hopefully you'll enjoy those episodes more that's us uh, yeah yeah and we would like to thank Duration hub for making right. this episode possible and see you next week yep see you next week bye, bye.